Rise. This is the beautiful game described by two ugly gentlemen. Glory to Columbus. Who are probably sitting at a soccer bar near you. McBride's in the box. A hard cross. McBride scores. It's 3-0 United States. Welcome to Bone and Bean United. Happy Soccer Podcast Day. What is up? I am Bone. No Beam today. It's me solo. Beam had a commitment uh, when we were going to record this, so didn't get to have him on the podcast, but that's okay. Uh, He'll be back tomorrow to recap groups E and F. Today, we're wrapping up groups C and D in quite the match day uh, for these two groups. So give you a little bit of the backstory on what's going on here in group. We'll actually start I don't know which one's better. We could start with Group D and then get to Group C because Group C had quite a bit of intrigue uh, as it turned out. Let's do Group D first. Uh, That is the one with France, Tunisia, Denmark, and Australia. And I think before this, most people said France is getting through. Tunisia and Denmark might fight it out for that second spot. Australia, probably not going to have much of a chance. Sucks to be Australia, but what are you going to do? They should be happy to be there. They qualified via playoff. So, hey, no big deal, right? Sometimes it just, you're Australia and that's how it goes. Well, how'd this actually play out? If you're listening to this, you may already know. Australia played Denmark uh, in this matchup. They were both fighting for a spot in the round of 16. They Both, both of them kind of knew if they got a win in this match, that could help them get out of the group. So after a first half that was kind of, I don't know, I don't want to say it was boring, but it definitely was not the most exciting game I've ever seen. Uh, Not a lot of great chances either way. Both teams were kind of sitting back looking for a chance to maybe hit the other one on a counter. Uh, In the second half, it went on. And finally, Australia got free on Denmark. Riley McGree hit a ball forward where he found Matthew Leckie. Leckie had a defender in front of him, beat the defender, got a shot off, shot went in. It rolled slowly into the goal. But Australia, they got the goal they needed. They got up one nothing. And Australia, what they do, they like to defend very compactly. They are a team that once they get the goal, once they get the lead, they have no problem playing a one nothing, hang on for dear life type of situation. They're fine to do that. They are good to do it. Milos Degnik, crew player, he started and played big minutes in this game. He was instrumental in helping Australia get that victory over Denmark. So that was a big deal for Australia to be able to get that point, uh, that goal rather, because that gave them three points. And they already had a win to go with that other, you know, win that they had. So now we're talking about Australia sitting on six points. They meanwhile kept Denmark on just the one point. So Tunisia is thinking, well, we've got to do something. Tunisia goes out in their game. Now these are being played at the same time. Tunisia beat France one to nothing. France was resting a bunch of their players and they even had a goal uh, by Griezmann that was called off after they said he was offside when the ball was played in late in this game. The ball was played in. He was offside clearly, but then he was onside when the ball bounced around the box and he hit it and knocked it in either way. The point is that goal didn't stand. The goal from Wabi Kazari did stand for Tunisia. He got that earlier in the match that led to Tunisia winning one to nothing. But the problem was that one, nothing win wasn't enough for Tunisia because they only had the one point going in. They got three from this game. That's four. Australia with their six points shockingly advances out of this France only on goal differential was able to advance as the winner of this group. Australia was a few goal difference away from winning the group, but Australia and France both get six points. They are your two group teams coming out of group D did not see Australia doing that. Definitely not shocked that France was that team, but 
kudos to Australia, man. That is a really, really cool deal for them. Uh, great to see that happening for Australia. So, yeah, they move on to the next round, and Tunisia and Denmark go home. Got to say, for Denmark especially, that is a huge disappointment. That is a team that uh, we certainly talked about as being one of those dark horse type of teams that could easily be there in the quarterfinals or even maybe the semifinals. Like, that's a team that we thought might have a chance to make a big run in this tournament, and they did not. They did not even come close. So, sucks for them, but that is what happened in Group D. Now on to Group C, where we had a lot of drama and a lot of intrigue. If you weren't paying attention to this, I pity you for not getting to see it because it was uh, it was quite a thing uh, in this one. So in this match day, as it worked out, we already knew essentially what had to happen to get uh, Mexico through. They Mexico was the team here. If you're forgetting Group C, it's Argentina, Mexico, Saudi Arabia, and Poland. Saudi Arabia coming into this one had three points. Mexico had one point. Poland had, uh, in this group, Poland had four points, and Argentina had just the three points. So it was going to come down to, there were a lot of different things that could have happened here, right? If Argentina doesn't get the win, Poland wins the group, and then who knows what happens after that, right? It could have been chaos. Mexico still had a chance. Technically, they were not eliminated at this point um, during the start of the match day for Group C. But here's how it played out. Poland and Argentina, starting off this game, Poland did not look anything like what they had looked like, I thought, in the first couple games. Argentina looked like what we expected Argentina to look like earlier in this tournament. Um, Lionel Messi got a penalty. He was awarded, I thought, a soft penalty where Szczesny, the goalkeeper for Poland, uh, hit him in the head while trying to make a save. He got the ball and knocked the ball away, but clobbered into Messi as a result of that. And the penalty was called. I don't know if it was a deserved penalty, but in either case, Messi steps up to the spot and you're thinking, all right, well, it's Lionel Messi. He's going to take this penalty kick and bury it. Chesney guesses right, stops the penalty. You could argue Messi misses the penalty because really if you're Lionel Messi or any good soccer player, you, you more or less miss the penalties. You don't, someone doesn't stop them. You miss them, but it was a great save on either case that gave Poland at halftime, Look at a lifeline that kind of looked like, all right, maybe we've got something here. Maybe we can win this and win the whole group. And who knows? Maybe Argentina doesn't advance that there was thoughts of that going into the second half. And then very quickly in the second half, uh, those thoughts were eliminated. Alex, Alexis Alistair. uh, He is player for Brighton. Very good player for them. He found the opening goal. And just about 20 minutes later, Julian Alvarez, AKA La Rania from Manchester city, 22 years young, if you didn't see this goal, uh, you should go check it out. He had a second goal, and that ended up making the match two to nothing. Argentina was able to hang on to that two to nothing advantage, so they get the three points out of that game. That put them on six points as a result. Meanwhile, happening concurrently to this, uh, you had Saudi Arabia taking on Mexico. Now, like I said, Mexico, there's a whole bunch of things that had to happen here, right? So Mexico needed a two goal win. They had to hope that Poland lost by two or more goals. And like I said, Poland lost two to nothing. Mexico in this game was up two to nothing for quite a bit of the time. Uh, Henry Martin scored two minutes into the second half. So Mexico kept pushing. They wanted to get another one. Five minutes later, they got a goal from Luis Chavez from Pachuca. If you have not seen this goal, go watch it. It is off a set piece. He blasted over the wall. It almost looked like it was too far out where you could even attempt it, but 
One of the best goals, I'd put it right up there with Richarlison's bicycle kick as one of the best goals I've seen in this tournament. Uh, but in either case, Luis Chavez scores this goal. So that had Mexico up for a good amount of the second half of this game. They were up two to nothing. Poland is losing two to nothing. That would have put them tied with four points apiece. So if those results held, so they would be tied on points. They would be tied on goal difference and on total goals. The next tiebreaker for the majority of this game, what everyone was looking at, the next tiebreaker for who gets to go, if all those are equal, is what they call the fair play rule, which is the least amount of yellow cards and red cards. That's who gets to go through. So if you were cleaner in your play, that would get you to go through. Mexico had one more yellow card than Poland, and they got that yellow card early in this match with Saudi Arabia. So that would have meant... Mexico would have been tied on everything with Poland, but Poland would have gone through because they had one fewer yellow card. So Mexico, of course, is pushing for a third goal to try to get past that tiebreaker and get the goal differential in their favor, the total goals in their favor. That would have been what they needed. However, it didn't work. Salem al-Dawasari, he ended up scoring for Saudi Arabia late in this game. Fifth minute of stoppage time, he scores. And so while it was a consolation goal for Saudi Arabia, unfortunately, it did guarantee that Mexico, any of those other tiebreakers, they weren't, they weren't going to be favored in the tiebreaker anyway, but Mexico couldn't just go get a third goal or if Poland got a yellow card somewhere and that would have tied it. By the way, if Poland had gotten a yellow card. The next tiebreaker is FIFA would draw straws. They would literally just pick two names out of a hat and whoever's name they picked, that would be who gets to go. I'm glad we didn't have that happen, but to know that that was even a possibility Yikes. Big yikes. Glad that's not what we ended up with. That would have sucked quite a bit. All right, we'll take a break. Come back, tell you what's up for the action for Thursday. You're listening to Bone and Beam United, brought to you by Zaftig Italian Village. What a moment! Now back to Bone and Beam United. Brought to you by Zaftig Italian Village, which, by the way, Zaftig Italian Village, Saturday, 10 a.m. If there's any reason why you'd want to watch soccer Saturday at 10 a.m., I don't know why. Zaftig Italian Village will be open starting at 8 a.m. They have coffee, they have breakfast, they have all that stuff. They also have delicious beers. Our USA IPA is one of them. We are thrilled if you check that out. But Zaftig Italian Village, the place to be Saturday, certainly at 10 a.m. or anytime this weekend. If you're wanting to just hang out and have some good beer, watch some soccer, get some great food. All of that is there for you at Zaftig. All right. Um, group E and F. Let's talk about the qualifying procedures. We'll start with Group F. So here's what you've got in that matchup. That is Canada versus Me- or Morocco, rather, and Croatia versus Belgium. Croatia guaranteed to qualify with a win or draw versus Belgium. Um, so just keep that in mind. There are a bunch of other scenarios. If Croatia draw and Canada-Morocco draw, then Croatia wins the group. If Croatia draw and Morocco win, Croatia will finish second. If Croatia and Morocco both win, then there's a whole different thing about goal differential and all that other stuff, so we'll, we'll bother with that. Um, however, uh, if Croatia lose and Morocco win or draw, Croatia are out. Meanwhile, Morocco, they're guaranteed to qualify with a win or draw versus Canada. Uh, they'll definitely top the group with a win if Croatia draw or lose. If Morocco and Croatia both win, the top spot will be decided uh, with all those different tiebreakers, which come into goal differential and all those other things. If Morocco and Croatia both lose, then Belgium would win the group and second place would be decided with all the goal differential things we talked about. Canada have already been eliminated in this group. 
Belgium's the other one. They will qualify with a win versus Croatia. Uh, they would top the group if Morocco draw or lose and they win. If Belgium draw and Morocco win slash draw, then Belgium are out. And Belgium, if they draw and Morocco lose, Croatia win the group. Second place would be decided between the tiebreakers between Belgium and Morocco. I know it's a little confusing. Hopefully that made some sense to you. But, yeah, there's a lot going on there. And then in Group E, these are the later games, even though it's the you know E and F. E comes before F in the alphabet. E, these are the later games. These are Thursday at 2 p.m., Costa Rica versus Germany, Japan versus Spain. Spain guaranteed to qualify with a win or draw versus Japan. They will win the group with a victory or if they draw or with a draw if Costa Rica draw or lose. Spain lose and Costa Rica win. Spain could be eliminated. Not likely, but it could still happen. Uh, if Spain lose and Germany win, Japan wins the group with six points. Spain and Germany would have both have four points. And then second place would be decided between Spain and Germany on goal differential and goal scored. Germany would have to overturn a deficit of eight goals. So that's not likely. Um, so we'll see what happens there. Uh, then if uh, Spain lose and Germany and Costa Rica draw, Spain will finish second unless they lose by at least 13 goals. These are some hilarious numbers. Uh, all right. For Japan, they're guaranteed to qualify with a win versus Spain. And they would do that as group winners if Costa Rica draw or lose. If Japan and Costa Rica win, top spot would be decided on group goal differential and goals scored. Japan currently have the goal differential advantage by six goals. So for whatever that's worth, uh, Japan cannot qualify with a defeat. So just keep that in mind. If they lose, they are out. Costa Rica guaranteed to qualify with a win versus Germany. They would do so as group winners if Japan and Spain draw. If both Costa Rica and Japan win, the top spot will be decided by all those tiebreakers we talked about with Japan. Um, if Costa Rica draw and Spain lose, Costa Rica would finish third behind Spain unless they lose and overturn a goal difference differential of 13 goals. Uh, Costa Rica draw and Japan lose. Costa Rica would finish second. Costa Rica can't qualify if both games are draws and they cannot qualify with a defeat. Germany must beat Costa Rica to have a chance to advance and a win by eight goals would secure the top two in all scenarios. Uh, if Germany and Spain win, Germany finish second. If Germany win and Spain lose, Germany would still have to overturn that eight goal differential. And if Germany win and Spain draws with Japan, Germany could qualify with the tiebreakers that we noted with the Japan section. So it's, it's still very much to play for in this group today. We are going to find out a lot more about this as we go through it. Uh, if you would like to hear the results of those games and the recap of that, we will have a, an updated podcast for you coming up later on this evening with all of that info as to what happened in groups E and F. Thanks for listening to Bone and Beam United. We'll see you next time. Have a great day.